What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Baseball Connection. So, the beat goes on for the Yankees medical staff. I'm sorry for making a joke about that, but it's unfortunate because they have been bit by the injury bug yet again. Yesterday, I was just talking about how Luis Severino is out for the year with Tommy John. Now, it's Giancarlo Stanton's opening day in jeopardy due to a calf strain. That's another injury to a star Yankees player. And Stanton just has not been able to catch a break since he's been a Yankee. As, as far as injuries have gone, it's been a huge problem. He's been diagnosed with a grade one right calf strain. And Aaron Boone said he believes Stanton will be up against it a little bit in terms of trying to be ready for that March 26th season opener. I mean, that's a month away against the Orioles. That's disappointing but because you want to get guys going and built up that's what Aaron Boone said but it's just a little bump in the road and we're equipped to handle it so that's the latest installment in just a myriad of injuries that Stanton has dealt with dealt with I mean left biceps left shoulder left calf right knee right quad this is all since the beginning of 2019 not sure why his body has been falling apart in the last couple of years because this is a guy who is one of the best power hitters in all of baseball if not the best power hitter in baseball when healthy I mean we saw when he hit 59 home runs I believe in 2017 when he won the National League MVP with the Marlins and he just hasn't been healthy that's just the problem but I mean he played a full season with the Yankees in 2018 158 games but then last year he was limited to 18 regular season games, hitting 288 with three bombs and 13 ribbies. Pretty good for the time he played. He he appeared in five postseason games, but then he had a grade two right quad strain during the first game of the ALCS against the Astros. So, I mean, I I'm rooting for this guy. I think that you know a lot of people are just a lot of people have soured on him because his stock has plummeted with all the injuries. But I. I'm rooting for him because I remember what he was doing in Miami. And even his first year with the Yankees, yes, he did strike out a lot, but he still showed us the power that we all know he has. And uh, so this injury is going to open the door for another outfielder to make the roster, whether it will be Clint Frazier or um, I don't even know, Mike Talkman. I, I can see Mike Talkman winning that job because Mike Talkman was actually one of the best left fielders in all of baseball last year, even though he didn't even play that much. He put up pretty big numbers and like offensively and defensively, he was a stud out there. And then unfortunately he suffered a serious injury that cut a season short, but the Yankees had this next man up mentality last year that served them very well. And I think it'll serve them well again this year because they're just that talented. So you're probably going to see Talkman in left Guardy in center and judge in right but Judge hasn't even played this spring yet because he's had right shoulder soreness. But uh, Aaron Boone said that Judge could play in Grapefruit League games sometimes next week. So that's a bummer for Yankees fans. Hang in there. I know spring training just started. It's February, and you've already been hit by some pretty massive injuries. So that's just probably not what Yankees fans want to hear right now. The Brewers are nearing extension with Freddie Peralta. 
right-hander Freddy Peralta. He's only 23 years old, but uh, he's a good one. He's had some, you know, pedestrian numbers, but you know the talent is there, and he's only thrown 163 in a third career innings, a 4.79 ERA, nothing great. But I remember when he first came up, I believe it was 2017, put up some pretty good numbers that year, and he's young. He's young, and he's continuing to improve. No, I'm sorry, it was 2018 he first came up. But they're ex nearing an extension with him for $15.5 million over five years. And that's also going to give Milwaukee a pair of club options in this deal. They could tack on another $14.5 million in total value if those two club options are exercised. This is almost the exact same contract that the White Sox gave Aaron Bummer last week. But um, the difference here is that Peralta is further away from arbitration. He wouldn't have been in arbitration until 2022, whereas Bummer would have been a Super 2 arbitration guy this next winter. But the Brewers are a team that actually haven't had much in the way of like you know good homegrown pitching, starting pitching in a while. I mean, they had Josh Hader come up a couple years ago. But this is pretty good upside for them and low risk. I mean, yes, Peralta has just been pretty pedestrian in his career so far, but they know he's capable of working as, as a starter and he's going to continue to improve. I mean, he hasn't ironed all the kinks out yet, but, you know, 11.6 strikeouts per nine in his young career, that's a number that jumps off the page at you. And that's something they're definitely looking forward to. You know, he upped his average fastball velo, uh, you know, 94 on the year, but towards the end of the year, he was actually sitting 96. And he's got some good swinging strike rate numbers, 13%. And... Guys don't get too much hard contact off of him. You know, StatCast put opposing hitters at a 309x Woba, which actually lower than the Woba he allowed, which is 333. So that indicates that his underlying stuff is a little bit better than the numbers he's showing. But, you know, as with all small sample sizes, we just have to wait and see. We just have to wait and see uh, what direction things are going to go with him. So congrats to Freddie Peralta securing that bag, getting that money. And the Brewers will try to make the most of him. And I mentioned Tim Tebow on yesterday's episode, how he homered for the Mets in a spring training game. It was also announced yesterday that he's going to be representing the Philippines in the World Baseball Classic qualifiers. You know, Tebow was born in, in Manila, in the Philippines. He has a strong relationship with that country. He goes back there every single year. Uh, his parents still have a ministry over there. And he spends at least three weeks every single year. He's done that for about 15 years in a row. So he's going to play for them in the qualifiers, which take place in Tucson, Arizona, next month. First game is against the Czech Republic. And then they'll also compete against Great Britain, New Zealand, Panama, and Spain for two spots in the 2021 World Baseball Classic. I remember, man, the World Baseball Classic is fun. That last one that they did, I believe it was in 2017, that was a lot of fun. I actually went to a game for that. I went to the USA versus Venezuela game. That was a lot of fun. And um, I'm definitely going to be looking forward to the next one. I can't believe it's been three years already. But Tebow will be representing the Philippines. He says it's the first time he's ever played in a sporting event where one country is representing another. Because, I mean, although he's a former NFL player, 
former Heisman Trophy winner, you know, in football, you don't do that because football is not a global game like that. But baseball is trying to be. And we'll see if he can bring Philippines to a World Baseball Classic berth next year. So that is it. That'll do it for today. If you enjoyed this, please share it with someone who'd be interested. And we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.